Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, uh, we have uh, Milwaukee producer DJ Ken's yeah, his cool. debut mixtape, uh, Sonic Colors, uh, was uh, um, just uh, reached about 30k accumulated streams, which is uh, something that's really uh, exciting. Very something proud. to be proud Very of. Proud. Yeah, so uh, welcome to the show. Good to be on here, man. I'm super excited. Yeah, of course. How, uh, how was your day today? It was good. Very long, eventful, but always good. Sure. How about you? Um, likewise, uh, I was here uh, most of the day. Um, I, I, did, I uploaded two uh, Nice Guy episodes, the last two episodes with Valerie Lightheart and Scarlett Crawford. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I think I'm about ready for some uh, some Henny, and uh, <laughs> specifically some Henny with uh, apple juice as recommended by um, himself. All right, uh, cheers. Oh, I like that. Yeah? That's good. It wasn't too strong. Yeah, it kind of tastes like a... It tastes like the fireball, but without the cinnamon. Mm. Kind of. I can see that. Yeah, so let's hope we don't go overboard. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so anyway, dude, so you are, uh... So you, uh, yeah, you just dropped your uh, debut project on SoundCloud and... Uh, yeah, it's everywhere, yeah. Sure. Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify... Uh, Amazon, Google, I could keep going. Yeah, me too. Man, um, yeah, Sonic Colors, and it's um, I remember uh, you had the EP, the, the release party here at High Five Studio mm -hmm. in December, um, and like, it was really dope tape. I remember really fucking with it a lot. Um, I actually need to listen to it again. Thank you. Man. Thank you. <laughs> But, um, yeah, how, how would you say, um, like, uh, yeah, just, like, how's it going, like, since your debut project, obviously that's a big deal, like, how's, um, how's it been so far? I think really good, um, you know, just, uh, gotten a whole lot of love from it, from people I would have never expected, people I didn't know, so, um, yeah, it's been a really nice, almost kind of, like, coming out thing, if you didn't know, I make music, yeah, it's out there now, um, so I'm just really focused on growth, um, you know, the whole promotion side and getting some more good content out related to that. Got a few videos in the works. Um, mm. uh, a couple things I'm not sure if I should announce yet, but sure. Um, well, we like to, uh, we, we like cliffhangers here in this yeah. guy. We like people speculating. <laughs> that's always a good thing. It's always a good one. Like True. you've got some stuff that's like still in the shadows. Very true. Um, but yeah, and then I'm just really focused on what's next. So, um, you know, I've got, I mean, I'm always producing for different artists. Um, I'm a fan of or respect. Um, so, you know, I'm always definitely chasing that next thing. Um, I got the team, the whole Blast Forward situation going on. So, I'm always working on something. So, yeah, you just never know what's gonna things kind of i take things day by day and things kind of take different priority at different times so um i gotta wear a lot of hats and it just keeps me going so yeah same <laughs> yeah no that's a solid work ethic um day by day is the best way to go because every day is you know can be a new surprise 
but it's all out of what you make out of it and what you set your mind to, like the goals for the day, you know. Um, so that's that's exciting. Um, so what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, um, like our primary area of focus is love and fear. Mm-hmm. And specifically I'm focused on, I, I like to uh, talk to artists about how those two driving forces have manifested through their creative work. Mm-hmm. So we got to kind of trace back a little bit um, in order to do so. And um, folk, like uh, diving into a little bit about your artistic background, um, what really got you into producing? Well, let's see. I've I really, it's been, I've been in trance of music my whole life. I always had a love for music. Um, I learned... My mom taught me how to play the piano when I was like seven. Mm-hmm. So um was a band geek throughout middle school, um, played the sax. Me too. And uh yeah, jazz band. Uh alto, which one? I played tenor sax okay. actually in jazz That's band. Dope. I was clarinet in like the symphonic band, but mm. Yeah. I did both as well. Little we had a little marching band too. Um, I actually got the Warren stuff on right now. Hey, there we go. But, um, uh, so probably, yeah, I want to say in middle school, it really became a hobby for me. Um, my folks got me my first little, it's it's all about the software and the computers and stuff. So, um, But I've always had a love for it, love like all different types of music. So I kind of was always pushing that direction. I started making mixes too, kind of like taking different instrumentals and acapellas of popular songs and mismatching them. Yeah. Um, so um, I like started in the, I never had the equipment. I had a friend that had the equipment, but that's where like the DJ came from. I started in that realm, but yeah. it didn't grab me as much as just music and production. So I never really got a foothold in it. Um, sure. But still left that DJ on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's still like it's a it's a good moniker. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it just I feel like it just says a lot about the fact that you know you're a beat master and you uh, you know your kind of your whole drive is creating music for that you know is your way of uniquely saying something about yourself mm-hmm. and that other people can enjoy. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> and. Um, Let's go. Well, so like, um, what was like the turning point where you decided to like really start taking it seriously? I'm not. I'm really not sure. It just kind of once once I fell in love with it, I kind of had this epiphany. Like this is what I wanted to do. Um, I always felt like, like, in a general sense, not I'm, I'm. I'm generalizing, but like sometimes I feel like I'm not good at much else. So yeah. life kind of drove me in that situation. So mm. um, and just seeing people I had known or you know known through other people kind of start to rise up and 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 gain traction, that yeah. kind of made me want to start um, chasing yeah. that as well. Yeah, that definitely goes back to really a lot of times it depends on who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Who you decide to look up to, because <clears throat> when you see your friends succeed, it's like, damn, I want to succeed. Mm-hmm. I want that. 
it almost forces you to, for mm. sure. Yeah. Um, definitely relatable on feeling like, you know, you, like I wasn't too good at much <laughs> else either. Like, was never athletic, was never, you know, I kind of fell off of um, playing a musical instrument after middle school. And like, for a while I was um, just kind of like, I feel like aimless with my own personal direction of like what I want to do with my life. And then I found broadcasting and I'm like, wow, this is actually like, I have fun with this. And it's, it's kind of like how I feel most comfortable. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people have that, just kind of like that own thing that they communicate elements of themselves that they find difficulty communicating with, communicating otherwise, mm -hmm. you know? And it, it, it takes some soul searching, like, for, for most people, I feel like I, I was kind of just subliminally, like, bred to be what I am now, but yeah, it takes a lot of thought, it takes a lot of just living and figuring out, you know, playing your strengths and what can I use these for? Yeah. You know? Right. So. Yeah. And you're from Gurney. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out Six Flags Great America. <laughs> That's all people know that. And, uh, the Keylon Cove. True. Yeah. Gurney Mills, the mall. Right. Oh yeah, I go to the mall all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Gurney is like, it's got a lot of reasons for people to, to like, know you know, what's there and shit, but, yeah. but, um, like, uh, growing up in that kind of environment, like, you know, was there most, was there much musical inclination, um, like, based on just kind of, like, the community? I don't know if, I mean, relative to a bigger city like this, probably not, but, like, there's, there's super, there's so many super talented people out there, like, mm -hmm. um, and, there might not be as many, but the ones that are really just honed in on their skill. And, you know, there's not, there's probably not as many avenues to, you know, really capitalize on your talent. But, um, yeah, it's just having the right circle around you. And um, the who's who out there is, is really, you know, doing a lot of stuff. So there, there's, like, thinking, thinking about it now, like, there's probably more people than I can name. Like, yeah, so... Um, I try and stay in tune out there and just still, you know, um, offer my love and support to all the people out there too. Cause that's my, mm -hmm. that's my home base. That's my foundation. Yeah, so. totally. I respect that. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a firm believer that where, where you grow up, like where you go to high school has a profound effect on your just kind of whole perspective on, mm -hmm. you know, who you are and just, you know, it's important to remember where you came from. Um, there's so many talented people that I went to high school with and I'm really grateful that, you know, I was able to share an education, you know, an, a, a period of like education and like growing up with so many people. Um, and like, goes back to how just, you know, your environment shapes you mm -hmm. in that way, you know. Definitely. And then what brought you to Milwaukee? Um, really, well, my girlfriend's from Wisconsin out here, um, Rose, and we both, I was looking at uh, MATC, Milwaukee Area Technical College, um, kind of pursuing engineering. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm still back and forth about that. But yeah. um, she was at UWM, and we had been dating a while, so it just kind of made sense. And it's probably the best move I ever made. I'm like super happy to be out here. There's like yeah. so much talent out here. It's nuts. So yeah. I think it gets slept on. And, but yeah. people are starting to really just come up and rise up the ranks and yeah. improve, you know. Yeah, people are, it's waking up. Milwaukee's definitely like starting to appear on the map, but it's nowhere near like where it could be. That's true, but I feel like people are starting to get to the point where it's gonna be less of an indie or an underground scene or like a hipster scene. It's gonna be, it's gonna, you know, there's like unlimited potential out here. And it's like the people, even especially many of the ones that, you know, I've been fortunate to work with, like, they could blow up any day. Yeah. Like, they really could. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Um, you feel like, like, being in Milwaukee was, do you feel like it reinforced you with, like, you know, your own musical passion and, like, how you decided, like, this is, like, you know, really important to me? It definitely did. And you gotta, you know, aspire to you know just keep that fire going and sometimes just you know going into a bigger pond will like you know widen that yeah. um that you know vision of potential or you know what you see out here you mm -hmm. know it'll it'll broaden your vision a little bit um yeah. it, it opens your possibilities and stuff so um yeah definitely glad i moved out here and you know got to experience so much and share you know, collaborate with other people's art and their vision and, you know, make yeah. great things, so. Totally. And um, and you had a, a number of, like, collaborations and, like, features on Sonic Colors. Mm -hmm. um, you want to talk a little bit about, you know, who was involved in that project and just, you know, what their input meant for the finished product? So, Sonic Colors, to really start from the beginning, is probably, like, an idea for, like, at least four or five years back when I was living in Illinois it's just the idea of it just it was just an epiphany like um when I listen to music sometimes like you get some sometimes you get some visual visual um representation of something in your head when you listen to music like or sometimes it's a color yeah like it really is like certain songs synesthesia yeah that's right yeah that's what it's called so yeah, I wanted to capitalize on that and really, it, it, it's really, it's really based on like melody and different things for me. So I really wanted to take away what I've just studied and learned and enjoyed from music and, you know, bring that into, you know, something that I create and do it with people that I have love and respect for, yeah. you know, um, some of them I had known a long time, some of them I didn't. Um, and it's really just bridging the gap between uh, Wisconsin and Illinois. So yeah. that's really all. Everybody that's featured on that is from there. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's really a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of people. And, and it was cool to get both areas, you know, hip to each other. Oh, yeah. So, I can imagine. you know, like, oh, who's this person? Who's that? So... It was really dope. And I made sure to not just, I mean, I did put people on there that I thought would be the right fit, but I wanted to switch it up too. That's mm -hmm. why I got like 
my guy Frederick Broom with uh, with Budadar and um, my guys Pierce and Jay Lifted from Illinois with Reggie Bonds and oh, nice. um, stuff like that. So um, yeah, I really wanted to just bring people out of their comfort zones and, and that with good production will like bring something great out of the artist. So yeah. I feel like it did because I got really lucky in terms of like just nobody missing on that like you know everybody came on their a game yeah it wasn't like oh this needs to be fixed or could have done this better it was none of that yeah you're lucky if that happened there's a lot of artists like like when you don't give yourself breathing room like that is usually you're usually giving too much room for error so i was i'm probably not gonna do that on my second project but um I was super like fortunate to just have that all work out. Yeah, absolutely. I can actually. It's it's important to attest um, how much my because like I'm from Ch the Chicago area too, and how much um, synergy there is between friends I've had from back home, like in Chicago. So people that like you know I that come up to Milwaukee and like, um, that are like friends from back home in Chicago, like, man, like a lot of my closest friends, um, that are also creatives in Chicago fuck with Milwaukee hard. Um, they have a great time whenever they come up here and, and they, there is some kind of, there is some, uh, eye to eye vision with like, you know, what people are doing up here versus Chicago, but Chicago is obviously a much larger market. Um, but it, like, it really, like, just warm, it, like, it warms my heart so much when I see, like, um, you know, sh like, Chicago artists uh, coming up here and, like, either collabing or making a connection or becoming just friends with, mm -hmm. um, you know, people that are doing cool neat stuff up here it's just so cool to see that synergy happen and see well like you know these two markets like are not too far from each other and like you know there's you know really talented awesome people in like both cities and it's like let's let's work mm -hmm. and you and especially because like you're from right over the the border it's like yeah. you know you you've experienced that firsthand yeah and definitely and like i just like you know, the album, like, kind of gave me a new calling in that sense, because, like, I want to bridge the gap between, like, Lake County, where I'm from, and, like, Chicago and Milwaukee, because, like, it's just all great people there, and we can do more together than we can separate, so. Absolutely. Like, collaborations go so much, it's just so much better than competition, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but, um, yeah, I'm, like... A lot of my like really good friends from Chicago have become like friends with like my good friends up here, and mm -hmm. like this is such a beautiful thing. It is, it really is. Yeah. In, in terms of what you want to do next, like, what does having your debut project out? How does that like kind of affect, you know, how you think about like what you want the next step to be? I think, um, I mean, for starters, like the the reaction to it has been like unreal from everything to all the love the 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 outward you know uh expressions of 
appreciation for the album on social media, yeah. you know, people just telling me in person or however. Um, that's like unreal. Like and I think one I never thought of like there was there was a point a few years ago I didn't think any you know, of this was possible or like yeah. and even before that I didn't see myself I wasn't even thinking about doing something like this. So um the next one is really just um without putting too much pressure on myself, just making sure that people enjoy that too. So I'm like really taking my time on the next one and just not overthinking it, but just plotting it out the right way. And um, I want to do more for people to enjoy. So the second one's probably going to be longer. Um, and there's going to be like more content involved. So um, that's the only thing. And just try and see what I can do better and more proficiently, you know, in terms of just not just musically, but even the rollout business-wise, um, getting, getting possibly higher profile features and all of that. Like, yeah. I'm thinking all of that through. So, um, without getting too yeah. much into the process. But for now, it's just creating and, and seeing what I come up with. Yeah. And, you know, it's really just seeing what sticks. Like, the first, the first project, I played it for so many people, like, before it came out. Mm. Like just because I like having that perspective. Yeah. I like seeing people's reactions, like, and it, a lot of times it'll help me, you know, envision where I want things to go, yeah. you know. It's on, gratifying. Along the way. Yeah, yeah it is. And it, it's, you can learn from it, so. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, how do you, uh, in terms of, like, a conversation, um, I want to give a shout out to Mankey. Um, because uh, I had him recently on the show. I got to work with Mankey, he's dope. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um, he just moved to LA, um, but he was like the first producer I had on the show, and conversation that you know I also uh, had with him, I want to you know relate to you as well. Do you feel like, um, do you f like, a conversation that comes up a lot is that producers often don't get enough credit for, you know, what they provide for a recording artist. Um, do you feel like, um, do you feel like you've had first ex first-hand experience with that, or do you see it, like, within, you know, the creative scene that you work with? I don't really, I would, I don't know about credit, you know, there, there's really not much there, you know, they drop the single, they tag you in it, say you produced it. I haven't had anywhere like that didn't happen. I think more from a business perspective, artists have to be business minded and it's not just because I don't think anybody creative creative wise should be just in it for the money. Right. But, yeah. you know, we can all just, you know, do things the right way and help everybody, you know, eat and progress and grow mm -hmm. because um it's it, it is enriching and people don't realize it, you know. I mean it, it, it it's tough to a certain degree because we're all like coming up and stuff but I think that's the main thing for me it's just the business and you know if you're not close with people it's, it's, it's tough you don't want to burn bridges you don't yep. want to call people out on it but um, I don't really focus on you know that kind of negative stuff because it can really you know ruin the spirit of just you know the music and yeah. just the creation so and after um, all like, that's the important part right yeah and yeah, I'll vent from time to time, but I don't let it, like, linger, because, yeah. um, 
I just double down on those who are, you know, doing everything the right way and, you know, fulfilling me and keeping me going. So, yeah. And definitely, like, it also, that's important with just kind of differentiating between who's serious about working and who's not. Yeah. You know, who's, who's like, really, like, you know, career-minded and who's just kind of doing this, you know, either for clout or for, like, you know, just to fuck around, but, but yeah, you you, you got to invest in yourself, and it's like you can't love your product if you're not willing to, you know, take those steps. Um, yeah. That's just how I see it, right? You know, so um, it just I, I try and it's it's just it's tough, you know. Everybody is it's 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 a it's a you know rock and a hard place. Cause yeah. It's like it'll make you not want to work with anybody. But yeah. I try and just really be about just making great things because the one thing that, you know, keeps me from tripping too hard about it is, like, every beat I try and remind myself I can make a million more. Like, you know. Yeah. Man, I, I can... I totally... Uh, I No, I agree with you. And I know it because... Just today, I just spent $30 to boost my post on Facebook. <laughs> and that's $3 a day for 10 days. And, you know, it's paying, you know, money out of pocket, obviously, to try to, you know, promote my brand and promote, <clears throat> yeah. you know, my own sort of, you know, creative outlet. But it's necessary. And I know that, like, there's... It's you don't you don't feel so bad about like you know investing that like you know money. I mean, thirty dollars isn't like you know it's not terrible for for like you know what I, like what you're doing there. But like, but you don't feel bad spending that kind of money mm-hmm. because you know that it has has long term value. And it, it yeah, it's effective. And you might not see the change right away in the growth, but it'll come if you're consistent and you know constantly adjust your approach to you know how could I be doing this better or what works and what doesn't it'll it'll come to you and um you know we all got to fall in love with the business side of it like a lot of people hate it but I don't like it that keeps me going too because that's where you really see the gains it's not just in the creating because you could be the dopest rapper you could be the best producer, photographer, whatever, but if nobody knows you, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Right? Yeah. Imagine yourself like really just shrouded in fear and it just makes you apprehensive about taking any kinds of risks. It makes you just like imagine yourself like before like you know when you like just started making music before like any of this happened with like Sonic Colors and like you just really you know like in the when you're in the beginning stages of like what you eventually became to be, how how is the fear worth the the love that you um, receive out of you know creating and taking a risk? Um, I'm a pretty big risk taker, probably to my own detriment, but. Um, <laughs> That's a I, good thing. <laughs> I try and I try not to have too much fear, like especially around the music process. 
Now you got to really get out your element and your comfort zone. And whatever you need to do, you can't let fear get you in the way. Because, um, you know, there's a cliche quote that fear of failure is fear, fear of success. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, you can, you can get in your own way if you overthink or, you know, to fear. I think the only thing I had to really overcome was like a little bit of shyness. So um, even doing something like this or hosting shows, um, just networking, even talking to people having that you a, don't know. Having a release party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, even then, I was super nervous. Like, and it wasn't even really until the turnout. Like, the turnout was nuts. Yeah. Um, but you got to overcome that um, and just try and put your best foot forward because... Yeah, it's it's better it's better to you know get over that hump than to you know not do something because they're afraid and then you're you're always wondering you know yeah. so yeah I don't have too much trouble with fear in that sense yeah yeah I I would agree and um, something that I feel like some people take longer to overcome that than others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just a lot of um, people have hesitation when it comes to the outcome. You know, it's but, and I would never like imagine myself saying this. Um, you know, like maybe a couple years ago, but like it's like it's better to be, it's better to take a risk like that. You know, put out something that you're not sure if people are going to enjoy and it's better to have it completely flop and have people telling you that like oh like you know you could have done this better or you could have succeeded more and if you did this differently it's better to have that outcome than to just not try at all yeah you can learn from it yeah and that's that's how you take from that's what you know where there's merit to any real life experience is that you just learn um, immensely from failure. You learn about what works and what doesn't work. You learn about what, you know, where you're kind of like, where to put your safety net and where to draw the line to mm-hmm. be like, maybe like, you know, I'm not going to do this again. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, it, uh, it, uh, it's, it's, it's always humbling, so you know if you can put that ego to the side too. That's the other thing. You'll you'll be better for it, you know, creatively. Um, and uh, I mean, I put a lot of work in my project, and the the overall consensus has been mainly positive. So yeah. um, I mean, that might be something I have to get over with my next project, you know, because yeah. it's like, dog, oh, how am I gonna? top this or at least be at the same level Mm. that's the only thing so that might be maybe that's scary if if, if people don't like the second one as much as the the first release so um you know but it's just it's just being loose and being free and saying fuck it sometimes yeah you know Uh, yeah I yeah like I'll still get nervous before, like, you know, pretty much any show, I go out and write, write up for breaking and entering, or I'll get nervous before a podcast episode, but the, the, 
the feeling you get after accomplishing it, after getting, you know, doing it and just being able to say that I, I followed through, mm-hmm. that is just worth so much. It is it like is. such a gratifying feeling. It is. Um, so, um, so like, have you already started on, uh, you know, this, this, uh, said project that, uh, will be following up Sonic Colors? Yeah, it was kind of started before I put out the first one. Nice. But, um, <laughs> it's always switching things up and changing, or maybe I'll work on a track with an artist and they want it. So, you know, I try not to be greedy or anything. And, um, so... Um, I just like to let it evolve and see. I got a couple things stashed, but um, it's just building. And um, yeah, this time I'm definitely leaving, like I said, that room for error. So um, I'm not even I'm not even pressed to put that out this year, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I got so much other things involved that I'm doing. And I just like to have my time. Cause like I work with a lot of people and, and, and my output is strong, but at the same time, I'm not in front of that computer a lot working on music. Like, I'm I'm so entrenched in everything, all the other parts, all the networking, just going out just to go out and see who I can meet. Yeah. Um. Just uh, you know, confiding, confiding, and in, in, in putting work in with my other artists and stuff. So, um, sometimes a a month will go by and I don't, you know, do too much. Um, But when I do have those, um, you know, things where it'll really spur just inspiration in me, I try and capitalize on it. So, um, yeah, I just get in different modes. So it's like, like around the time where I was starting to get in that final um, run of, you know, finishing up Sonic Colors, like, I was up every night. I was like, wasn't sleeping. So uh, I'm just kind of taking time off and being free and, you know, keeping things in order. Cause yeah, back then it was, it was just work. All right. All right. DJ Ken's, what keeps you up at night? Music, inspiration, um, the thirst for more, you know, success, the hunger for it. Yeah. Absolutely. What puts you to sleep? Uh, boring ideas. Uh, you know, downtime, not really. You know, doing anything that puts me to sleep. Yeah, just letting your mind just, you know, wander from all the important shit and being like, "Fuck it, I did enough today." <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being on the show. Always, man. Dude, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. Um, remember that uh, Sonic Colors, uh, DJ Ken's ZP, is available streaming everywhere. And uh, keep, in, keep an eye out for his next project. We'll see you next time.